Welcome to episode 49 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort and coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer, and you can find me on Twitter at dreamsweetslove. And here, as ever, my chipper, uh, my uh, co-host has been having a super duper fun time this Obon week. Uh, Chris, Chris, tell us what's going on. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris, Chris. <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. It's me, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I'm the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks. And if you were listening to the last episode, also drinking everything at the parks, mainly Disney Sea. You can find me on my my official Twitter, I was gonna say. <laughs> on <laughs> on my official Twitter at Burnin Lover. And yeah, this past Obon week was a lot of fun, actually. Really hot, but a lot of fun. And I was actually at both Disney Sea. This past week, and also uh, Universal Studios Japan, which was a lot of fun. I like that but, you're that you're expanding. Like you, you've left the Tokyo area, and now you're eating and drinking around Japan, and in Osaka because Osaka is very well known for their food. Oh, for sure! Oh, it's so good. Oh, their takoyaki, their okonomiyaki. And I don't know what else. I just know those two. <laughs> Everything. Everything they make is delicious there. Osaka is very well known for their food. It's delicious. So, let's just get right into it. What are we going to talk about this episode? And we're on episode 49. You know what that means? We're going to be episode 50. I'm having a panic attack. Do we have anything <laughs> planned for episode 50? Yes, we do. We have lots of great suggestions from our awesome listeners. So we're going to have a slightly different episode for episode 50, but I think everyone's going to really like it because we got some really good suggestions. And it's going to awesome. be a lot of fun. Yay! Yay! Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, 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 so. We have our news, as usual, and we have some really good news and exciting news. And then we have our crowd forecast, as always. And then we have our In the Parks we're going to talk about stuff that we learned, stuff that we did at the parks here. Then we're going to go into Universal Studios Japan. So I'm going to talk about my experience there. So kind of give you a little trip report, but also give you some tips and kind of a guide to Universal Studios Japan. Just so you know what to expect, because it's a little different than Tokyo Disney Resort. Then we have our park tip. And then 
our listener question. Questions? Question. Question. Okay, so news, news, news. Patricia, what's 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 going on here with the news here? You know, it's kind of interesting because, like, the timing was so weird. I was at um, the electronics store and I was looking at, you know, like somebody had put the picture on Twitter that, like, maybe the floats would change for the parade and that they might add, like, a dory float or something like that. And I was looking at the, the display and I was looking at the other floats in them because it's a video that they show on the cell phone. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't think they're going to add the Finding Dory because the the floats that they do show that are part of the parade are also really different. So it's it's not the actual parade floats. And I was going to talk about that this episode. And then we get the real announcement of there is going to be um, new parade floats. And it's a total of five new floats. So and it's a really I think it's it's much more exciting than if it would have been a Finding Dory float, although that picture was really cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little torn because one of my favorite floats is going, but I think they're going to renew it and make it look even more beautiful. So I'm kind of really excited about that. But um, here are the floats that we're getting. We're getting one frozen float. Very, very exciting. Two, uh, two new Cinderella floats. So the Prince Charming float. And then my, one of my favorite floats, even though it's an, old, an older float, like the one where the ladies are dancing with the gentleman in the ball you know and it's like three couples and they're just like spinning around the float and the, you know they're they, you can tell they're stuck to the ground but it's just so pretty the way that they do it you know so i think that's gonna get renewed i don't know and then um super 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 exciting two beauty and the beast uh floats so that's really exciting because we have not had beauty and the beast in the parade for a while so it's good to see them back what do you think yeah, Chris? um well, I, I was reading the... Well, it wasn't a press release. It was on the official Tokyo Disney Resort blog when they announced uh, that they're doing this renewal for the electrical parade. Uh, the, for the for the Beauty and the Beast floats, um, Beauty and the Beast was, was in uh, the electrical parade up until 2011, and then they swapped it out for Aladdin, which is what we have right now. Yeah, so, and it was it was a good like, change because that the um, one of the floats the um what is his name Lumiere it was that plasticky material that looks kind of like like grimy after a while so they really needed that change so it was it was a it was the right move to make at the time you know but with mm-hmm. the new attraction they need them well, back it makes sense doesn't it yeah and. On top of that, we also we're also getting a frozen float, which kind of makes sense, I guess, for the parade. <laughs> well, for sure, for sure. Hello, Rapunzel. They added her, who she's so um, like humongously popular here, and it was only a matter of time. I, I mean, I guess they they wanted to avoid releasing them at the same time because you can get more, you know, more more publicity, more press, more people coming if you if you space them out a bit. You know, so they, yeah, Frozen was, for sure, it had to have been in the pipeline for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes sense. Like, I have nothing against Frozen, so I'm not upset about it or anything like that. I enjoy it, and I think that they do Frozen here really well. doesn't bother me at all. But it's nice to see that they're putting like effort into this parade because this parade is already amazing as it is yeah this is a monster and parade it's it's gorgeous 
and long. They're making, and they're making it better. Like, how can you make this parade even better? But keep, they're doing by it. By keeping it updated. By keeping it updated. And it's smart because, like, let's say you renew the parade all at one time. Then maybe the budget's not so big and you have less floats. And this way you can just keep adding a little bit at a time. Keep it new. Keep renewing. And it stays fresh. You keep some of the classics. You renew um, some of the ones that need to be changed out for whatever reason. And um, you get to advertise what's coming to the park. So, you know, you have the Beauty and the Beast attraction. Bam, let's add Beauty and the Beast back again. Um, and the movie. The movie's coming out, too. So that's 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 great for, like, advertising, like, people coming to the parks to see the parade, right? And then, you know, all around, synergy. And then, um, you know, like, they're going to have Frozen in, in the parade. And then they're going to announce the Frozen Land coming soon to Disney Sea. You know that's coming. So... It's it's smart. It's very clever. Yeah, definitely. And this is coming in July 2017. They haven't set an exact date yet. Uh, they haven't decided. But sometime July next year. We're going to have so. to bust out our, our little wand again that we... It's somewhere in the closet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know they're oh, going to make a new design for, like, the new release. I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And that means we're going to get a new CD as well. Yeah. Because they're going to have to update the music for the parade. So we're going to get some more, some Frozen, and then they're going to add some Beauty and the Beast. Uh, they probably won't, I don't know if they'll really change the music for Cinderella. They probably don't really need to. No, no, that'll stay the same. Yeah. So other than that, that's really all the the big news that's coming out of the parks right now. That's kind of. That's enough. That's a pretty big announcement. Yeah, well, what was it? The last two weeks, we had stuff for Halloween, and then we had Christmas. So I guess they needed something else. <laughs> I am so excited looking at the Halloween goods, by the way, and the Christmas goods. That's why you know we you we're we're so dumb. We're like, why are they talking about Halloween and Christmas in summertime? Hello, so they can start getting us excited about shopping. You know that's True. why. And I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It works. It's we're, like I'm the biggest sucker for Disney. I'm like, oh, Disney, I love you. Please take my money. It's terrible. <laughs> take all of my money, take please. Take all the money. <sighs> it's so bad, but oh, it's so fun. Okay. So, Chris, speaking of going to the, spa- the parks and spending money, um, how many people are at the parks this week? I, I, I know because I've been looking at the crowd forecast, but let's tell our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So for our crowd forecast, we get our information from tdrnavi.jp. So make sure you use them to plan your trip to see when it's going to be busy and when it's not going to be busy. And they also have information in English. So for the week of August 22nd, it's not too bad. It's about 70 out of 100 all week at both parks. And then hovering 80 out of 100 on the weekends for both parks. Uh, we're starting to see the end of summer. So we're getting, we're very close to the end of that. And then September, that's when the kids finally go back to school. And then that's when the crowds are just going to taper off to, to like the low thirties or something like that. I'm so excited. Halloween. And Halloween and is here, Chris. Gonna, it's going to finally get, start getting cooler too because it's so hot right now Ah. and we've been having weird weather like with the typhoon that went through and then it was like thunderstorming and it's still it was hot it was like 36 today or something ridiculous no man it's humid and yeah 
It stays hot until late September now. But it's not going to be ridiculous. It is pretty pretty hot. Have you seen those dancers like in the parade with those Halloween costumes on every year at the beginning of September? I'm like, oh, my God, poor people. They're like (laughs) buckets of sweat. I'm like, it's not good for photos. Wait for photo. If you're going to take photos, wait until October because September, not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah, it, it starts cooling off, but it's not going to be cool like October. No, it's gonna, it's still going to be freaking hot. You mm-hmm. cannot wear long sleeves yet. Even though they've already switched over to autumn fashion. So it's like crisis mode right now. Like, what do you do? Do you still wear summer <laughs> clothes? Do you switch to autumn clothes? I don't know. No, stay tough. in the summer clothing for now. That's what I've been doing. But, <laughs> but you know, it's all coming out. So you got sh- mm-hmm. to change over. So, speaking of in the parks, Patricia, what would you do this week? Um, <laughs> I was I was too busy to go to the. It's a, it's a bon, so it's like for us, it's like a like a family time, and you know we were visiting the cemetery and everything, and um, we also got together with friends um, outside of the parks, and we did like. Um, have you ever done like the, what is it called, like nagashi? Somen, like you know, you put the somen noodles on like this little um, bamboo shoot, and it goes down in the water, and you have to catch oh, it with the chopsticks. I know what it is, but I've never actually done it. Oh, we did that like at a friend's place, and I had never done it either. It was my first time. It was it was really it was really fun, um, and I went to Expiari a lot. Uh, it, it's just you know, every time we thought we thought about going to the parks today, even because Kai's like it's raining. It's going to be empty. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to check the wait times on tdrexplorer.com, the wait time app. Not app yet, but it's coming. And um, no, man, Indiana Jones is like 90 minutes. And that's like the only thing he wants to ride right now is Indiana Jones because he can't ride Storm Rider anymore. So I'm like, no, buddy, 90 minutes, you want to do it? And he's like, no. So I was like, okay. So we um, we didn't go to Disney Sea today, but we we considered it, you know, because like you said, it's it's been raining. There's thunderstorms, and we thought maybe it would chase some people away. But people are hardcore; they're on vacation mode, and it's the last week of summer, and it's when they go crazy, and everybody's like, "We got to go do something." So they all come to the parks. Um, Chris, you had a lot of fun in the parks. What did you do? Oh, I did. Um, I did the Leonardo challenge for the very first time. I was with my friends who was leaving Japan and he wanted to go to Disney Sea one last time. So we went and he loves puzzles. He just absolutely loves them. Oh, and wow. he did the Leonardo challenge before when he went sometime last year and he said he wanted to do it again. And I said, "Okay, well, I've never done it before, so let's go." Uh what the Leonardo Leonardo challenge is is you get this map uh, there's one of four. There's four different colors, and they're all they're all different. And what you do is this is this is at the Fortress Explorations, which is in the Mediterranean Harbor. It's the like the not castle, but that whole exploration area right under uh, the Mount Prometheus. Um, so you get this map, and then it takes you to all these various places around fortress explorations and you're supposed to figure out this puzzle until you get to the end and normally i'm not a puzzle person because i get frustrated because i can never figure puzzles out but i had a ton of fun with the leonardo challenge we did it three times over the course of the day (laughs) 
It's really neat. It's yeah, like I got to see parts of Fortress Explorations that I didn't even know existed. Like I've walked through Fortress of Explorations or Fortress Explorations before many times and you know, I just kinda walk around and just think, Oh, you know, this is really cool, this is nice and detailed, it's neat. But like this forces you to like really look at the detail because all the clues are very well detailed and they tell you to look for very specific things yeah the only issue with this is it's only available in japanese so if you can't read japanese or understand japanese oh my god you're gonna have a hard time (laughs) you you can't fumble through this one because it has very specific instructions um one of them i guess as an example would be Find a box with a spade on it, then look inside and spin spin the lever or something. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and the, with the sea monsters. Yeah, and then stop it on whichever like whichever symbol it stops on, and then find that on your map, and then go to that spot on the map. <laughs> so imagine that in Japanese. So it's not exactly English friendly. So yeah. if if you if you are gonna do it, you're gonna have to bring someone who can understand Japanese at least a little bit. Um, for me, like uh, my Japanese level is not fluent by any stretch, but I was able to understand most of what was going on because it's it's a uh, it's a uh, meant for children. So the yeah. language, like, the uh, the Japanese language in it is very simple and easy to follow if you can read it, and it also has. Um, it has the uh, Japanese kanji characters, but it also has the phonetic, alpha, or the the phonetics on top of it. The uh, the uh, um, furigana, yeah, it has it on top of it, so children can read it. So if you're able to read Japanese and um, you're not quite fluent, you should be able to kind of get the gist of what's happening. But you can probably as, figure it out. Yeah. 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 Um, and as I said, if you can't read any Japanese, you're not going to have a good time. It's <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Like, like yeah. even the kids, like the kids speak and read Japanese and they'll get turned around. And I'm like, no, man, look, read it, read it through and pay attention to what you're reading this. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and they're like, it's over here. And I'm like, no, it's totally not over there. Look at the map. You know, and it's like, it's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, it's really fun. And I love how Leonardo da Vinci, like, trusts us random tourists to stop the volcano from exploding. Because that's what you're doing, you know? Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, with this challenge, um, it essentially gives you all these clues that Leonardo da Vinci is giving you. And then once you find the end, depending on which ending you get, because there's multiple endings... He kind of educates you on something to do with the volcano, with Mount Prometheus. Yeah. Um, one of them is there. Like once you once you get to this room, uh, you take the uh, map and slide it into this like I, I don't even have to explain it. This paper thing, I guess, that slides like the paper slides in there, and then it and then it like activates everything inside this room and then um leonardo da vinci comes on he kind of explains what he's doing so um for the one that we did 
we got this like um, alchemist room. So he just I kind of explained how how they came up with this like potion that stops the volcano from erupting. And there's like this like uh, animation that's kind of happening on the wall and everything, and it's it's super cool. And then once it's done, you take the paper out, and then there's this like paper press thing yeah, where like a, you, like you you put a seal on it. Yeah, 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 a seal. So you put the paper in, and then you push down on this like press, and it puts this seal on the map. So it's kind of like your your uh, souvenir. Which is which is really cool. Um, another one that we did, it ended up taking us to this little, like little tiny room that's right at the base of Mount Prometheus. Oh my god, that and room! That room. Did you have trouble finding that room? Because that room is a pain in the butt to find. It's yeah. It's kind on of the like, map. It's not clear. It's it's like the, you can tell where it is. You're like, oh, once you find it. But it's like, oh, oh, it's such a obvious. pain, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that we, we we had a hard time finding that room. Um, and then for this room, he kind of explains how they stop, like stop the lava from like spewing everywhere, and it's like this weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's like this machine that kind of like closes off. The oh, volcano. It's got like these screws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and, and it blocks it. It like does something to block it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this like, um, like this. It's really hard to explain without like showing pictures and video. Um, there's like this like, um, I was gonna say diaphragm, uh, diagram. <laughs> That that is like animated and everything, and like there's actual screws like spinning around to kind of show you how it stops the lava, and there's like these lights that are kind of showing like representing the lava that's trying to come out from from the volcano and everything. It's just it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I'm not one to really do puzzles, so it was really nice to see something completely different this time. I think it's it's a really good thing for for regulars because you know you have like the attractions and you have um, all these things, and it's also good for people on a crowded day. You know you don't have to wait in line. You can go around at your own pace. You can stop by and get a drink if it's too hot or if it's too cold. A hot drink, you know. And um, what's what's also really great is that it's not like in your face so like you when you activate the special effects the special effects turn on but when nobody's using it you would never even notice that anything's there you know so it doesn't affect other other guests like it's like um it, it's just uh it's just very well done and very well put together yeah like it was for me it's one of those things i never would have thought of doing unless my friend told me because i like i knew there was this leonardo challenge and i just thought you know what forget it i don't i don't want to do it but when he told me about it and i said okay well let's do it no regrets whatsoever um i just wish they had something in english because i know there's uh people who listen to the podcast who really want to do it but they don't speak speak or read japanese so it's a little troublesome but maybe if i find some time maybe i can maybe maybe translate some of the some of the maps in the future just to kind of help out people because <laughs> it is fun it, it it's super fun i really liked it i'm gonna go do it again 
It's really neat, and and I'm sure eventually they will translate it or have have like a, a, a what's it called a bilingual version, kind of like yeah, the East, like the Easter egg hunt, right? They eventually did that, so yeah. So maybe in the next year or two, never know. Who knows? And if you um, um if you if you live by Disney World or if you go to Disney World, they have like something similar um in Adventureland, or at least there was like a few years ago when we went. Um, like in the pirates area, like you get like this map and you kind of like go around and it's kind of like that. It's similar to that. If if you want to have like an idea of what it's like. Hmm. Um, and for the entrance to this, it's it's right, uh, right to <laughs> it is right to the left of Magellan's. <laughs> there you go. So you can have a cocktail when you're done or before you start. Or both. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do both. Just do it. Yeah, just do both. Try That's different cocktails. There you go. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, I also ate at Sebastian's Calypso Kitchen. I've eaten there before, but I don't really. I didn't. I didn't really remember my experience. So we wanted to eat somewhere that was inside, and like out of the sun and everything. So this is in Mermaid Lagoon. Definitely out of the sun because you're under the sea, quote unquote. Um, I had the scallop, uh, the 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 deep fried scallop sandwich, which was really tasty. I wasn't too sure how how it was going to taste because I've never had it before, and it was delicious. It's it was really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, and the bun is nice because it's 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 shaped like a seashell, and like for me, like. When I think scallops, I think of, you know, scallops with bacon. Oh, my gosh. They should sell that. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to have it in, like, this deep-fried breading, I wasn't too sure what to expect. But I was pleasantly surprised, and I would definitely have that again. Um, my friend, he tried the 15th anniversary sandwich, which is the, the purple bun that's themed oh. to Daisy Duck. How was that? It was really good. I, I I took a bite out of it because I told them I needed to talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I took a bite out of the sandwich. It was pretty good. Um, it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, it just looked nice. You know, purple bun. Like, how can you go wrong with a purple bun? It's fun, you know. Yeah, it, it, it was tasty. It was good. I would definitely have it again, though. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all I did in the parks because I was too busy at Universal Studios. I was still tired from that. <laughs> let's just let's just talk about Universal Studios Japan. This is going to be like a really condensed guide and trip report. So, if I miss anything, I apologize. I will definitely do a write-up about it in the future. So, if I if I miss anything, don't worry, I'm going to have stuff on the website probably within the next few weeks or so. Okay, talk about talk about the trains there because those platforms are confusing as hell. Really? For Which, me. Like, wh- we maybe we, like, Oh, you know what? Cuz we might have used a different one cuz we stayed at where? this little like we stayed at like a little like a, a hotel uh, where was it? It was somewhere in the in the city in so many years ago, I don't remember. We actually did this thing like really last minute where we surprised our son. Like we're like, oh, daddy's going on a business trip. Let's go say goodbye to him at the at the 
Shinkansen at the bullet train. And then we're like, oh, let's go with daddy. So we all went on the trip together. And <laughs> so it was like at a, at a hotel that was close to where he was working. And um, maybe that's why we were on this platform that had like a million different trains on the same platform. It was like seven different train lines. And it was like a freaking nightmare. And the only reason we knew what train to get on was that we saw a girl with like a Elmo popcorn bucket or something. And we followed them. Oh. But you came straight from Tokyo, right? Yeah. Uh, we took the, the uh, Shinkansen. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right from Tokyo Station all the way to Shin Osaka Station. So it was really easy. Uh, we stayed in a Airbnb, which is really nice. What was that like? Um, it was my very first time doing Airbnb ever. So I wasn't too sure what to expect. Uh, it was this little one-room apartment with one bed. So my friend and I had to share a bed. But it was nice. It was clean. And it was cheap. It cost us maybe, for two nights, about $130 for two nights. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So that that was including the cleaning fee and taxes and everything. And the best part, it was only two stops away from USJ. So it took us 10 minutes to get to the park. Oh, easy peasy. From where we were. Fantastic. It was super easy. Um, but yeah, getting to uh, Universal Studios from Shinosaka Station is ridiculously easy. You can take, uh, well, you essentially take two trains. You take the train from Shinosaka Station and then you do one transfer from there uh, from at one of the stations and then it goes right to Universal City and there's signs in English and everything like it's it's really easy to get to um, I, I almost think it's almost easier than Tokyo Disney from Tokyo Station really <laughs> in a sense yeah it, it was just it was like I, I didn't do a whole lot of research uh-huh. ahead of time we just kind of showed up and went and it was really easy wow it was nice. It, w- it was really nice. So yeah, getting there is super easy. Um, to get there from the airport, I didn't do too much research on that, but there's shuttles and all that kind of stuff. So that should be pretty, um, yeah, pretty, yeah, straightforward, right? It's a it, it's a big tourist destination, so it's not that bad. And there was like this news article talking about how um, actually that airport is getting more. Um, more tourism than um, actually our Haneda. So um, I think a lot of uh, USJ has had like this big jump in people. So it should actually be super easy from the airport. I think especially with that, like with that news coming out. So it's probably really, really easy. Yeah, uh, we did notice a lot, a lot of Chinese tourists were there. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all going to Osaka right now. Yeah, which is really interesting. <laughs> It is really about. interesting, yeah. As for tickets, tickets are a little more, a little trickier than Tokyo Disney Resort in terms of buying them. We bought ours online, but the only issue with that is to buy them online, they only offer that in Japanese. So you cannot buy them in English. So if you if you can't read Japanese, you're not going to be able to buy them online without fumbling through it or getting someone to do it for you, which is really unfortunate. Um, they do have a English website that explains the tickets to buy, and they and they really simplify the tickets because there's a lot of ticket options. But on the English website, they 
kind of strip out a lot of the stuff and just tell you you can get a one day pass, a two day pass, and you can buy certain certain um, express passes. Um, so yeah, we bought our tickets online just because that was the easiest. You can buy your tickets at the gates, um, but depending on the day, it's it might be a bit of a wait. Just like at Tokyo Disney Resort, it might be a little bit of a wait. So. I would suggest trying to buy your tickets ahead of time, unless you're staying at one of the their official hotels, which I don't have any experience in whatsoever. But if you stay at any of their hotels, you can buy your tickets right through the hotel too. And you can do that in English easily enough. Um, we didn't get express passes because they were sold out. When did they sell <laughs> out? Because you guys got there early. So... I tried to buy Express Passes online. We wanted to get the 15th anniversary Express Pass, uh-huh. which would have got us on the Flying Dinosaur, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and priority seating for the 15th anniversary uh, parade. Oh my gosh! Uh, and it was the it was the cheapest out of all of them. It was about three thousand yen, three two hundred yen. Oh, that's ridiculous! There. That's a great price. Uh, but. All the express passes were sold out online, and I've been told they sell out like a month ahead of time. Ah, okay. And we we got we arrived at the park at seven thirty in the morning. The park opened at eight thirty. All the express passes were sold out. They didn't have any available to buy even at the gates. So we just thought, okay, well, I guess I guess we're not getting the express pass. We're just going to have to make use of the single rider lines. I wonder if you like at um, in Orlando if you stay at the the big hotels like the I think um, what is it called like Hard Rock I think the Hard Rock Cafe Hotel and the other one like the the more expensive one do you, you get the express like somebody correct me if I'm wrong but I think you get the express pass included um, like you're guaranteed it um, do you think that's how it works in Japan too or uh, probably. I, I I wouldn't see why like why they wouldn't do that. Because because um, it's yeah. like yeah because like because OLC does th- things different from like the U.S. parks. I wonder how like the Japanese company does it. You know. Yeah, I never looked too deeply into that into how they do that. Um, but yeah, express houses were sold out, so we just thought, okay, well, we're just gonna have to <laughs> grin and bear it, I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, when we got there at seven thirty, there was already a ton of people there. Like it was ridiculously busy. Yeah. And they actually opened the opened the park up at seven thirty in the morning. So, um, what we did is we went directly to Hogsmeade because we we just thought, you know, what, we're just gonna get this out of the way. We're gonna do this like right away. Um. And how they do it here, and I, I think they did this in the U.S. as well, like when it first opened. I like, I don't know for sure, so someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we have a timed entry for Hogsmeade here. So what you have to do is you go to the special kiosk and you pick a time that you want to go into Hogsmeade. And you scan your park tickets and then you get this like essentially a fast pass to go into the area at a specified time. But because we were there so early, they didn't have the timed entry. So we just went right in at 7.30 in the morning. My guess is they started doing the timed entry at 8.30 when the park was officially open. 
But I'm guessing just because the park opened or they, they opened the park so early, they just want to get people in there. So it kind of swallows up a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, which would make sense. So we rode uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. It took us about 60 minutes, which is not too bad. That's not bad at all. Considering the wait time for the rest of the day after we got out was 210 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think I think we we did pretty good with that. <laughs> speaking speaking of crowds, oh my goodness. I'm never going to complain about Disney Sea on a capacity day ever again. Ever again. How bad was if it? If I ever if I ever complain about the crowds at Disney Sea, you are allowed to slap me. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to slap me. Oh my goodness. It was ridiculously busy. Uh, I guess just with the combination of it being the summer break and also also Oban week. And also it was a Friday. It was just ridiculously busy. There's just people everywhere. And to kind of give you an idea... The Flying Dinosaur, which is their newest roller coaster that opened this past spring, I believe. The wait time was 310 minutes pretty much all day. 310 minutes. Who's going to wait that? I waited. Oh my I waited. I waited. What? That what? For, I, what? For, for the Green Gods ride when it opened at... Um, at the Universal, was it Studios? Oh my or Yeah, goodness. Universal Studios, the Gringotts, Harry Potter That ride. is ridiculous. We waited oh like my, over no. five hours. Oh, no, 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 no. With, no, with a child no, no, no. in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 thank you. No. It was really no, bad. It was really a long way. But oh, we were there. Ridiculous. We had a lot of time though. And we were going to go back again anyway. And we had been to Universal Studios before. So, like, mm. that's why we felt like we could wait the five hours because, like, it was something new okay. and we hadn't done it before. But if you're there only for a day, I absolutely, like, or, like, two days, I would not have waited five hours. You know, if you had yeah, other things to do, no way, you know? Yeah, we, we, we definitely had other things we wanted to do since we were only there for the day. Exactly. And, yeah, um, we, we tried to do single rider for that attraction because they do offer it, but it was so spor- sporadic when they would close it just because it it would fill up right yeah so uh they closed closed the line for the attraction around 6 p.m and the park was open until 9 p.m so that kind of shows you how busy it was for that attraction oh my gosh um for all the other bigger rides like all the other roller coasters like the hollywood dream um those were about 200 minutes for standby it's summer so it's just <laughs> it was just ridiculous oh my goodness uh but we did do single rider for jaws which was nice jaws. we waited maybe they still it have about, it maybe, yeah yeah we still have it here it was about 30 minutes for that so it wasn't too bad uh we also did standby for the jurassic park ride oh. uh the the boat ride yeah that took us like the standby was 90 minutes but the single rider line took us maybe 15. Oh, not bad at all. So it was was really nice, yeah. So it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all terrible. (laughs) Okay, so what are all the rides that you can do single rider? Um, So there's the Flying Dinosaur. There's Jaws. uh, 
the Hollywood Dream, though those two attractions. Uh, yeah, uh, the the Hollywood Dream and the other one, the name is escaping me. They're essentially the same roller coaster, but one goes backwards. Oh, which is yeah, they're 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 in the same area in yeah. the Hollywood area. Um, there's those two. Um, the Forbidden Journey doesn't do it. I know that. Yeah. Um. Space fantasy does it. Space fantasy. Let me tell you about space fantasy. I talked... This is like years ago. I think my son was in kindergarten. Um, We... (laughs) I thought it was like... I don't know why I got this idea in my head that it was going to be like Buzz Lightyear. It's a freaking roller coaster. (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Because when, (laughs) when, when we saw that ride... Because... Okay. Let me back up. We didn't ride the ride all day because it was a, it was about a 200-minute wait. We're like, no, we're not doing that, whatever. We don't even know what this ride's about. Right? So why are we going to wait 200 minutes for something? We have no idea what it is about. Um, but about, I want to say, 8 o'clock rolled around. And we thought, you know what? Let's just get in, t- in, get in line for this because the line is still open. And this this will be the last attraction for the day. It was about a 70-minute wait. So we got in line. We, we got in. And the queue was really nice. Like it's yeah. much nicer than I thought it was going to be. It's actually kind of um, cool. Yeah, it's 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 really cute. It's really well done. Uh, I guess like the story is you're helping this thing. <laughs> it's a little creature. I don't like this this power, like woman. You power something. Yeah, like you're you're trying to save the galaxy. Essentially, is what you're doing. Yeah, and like. I don't want to say Mother Nature. I don't know. It's just it's this woman that's like from space or something, and you're supposed to help her save the sun from dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you get into this like in into this little pod, and there's two pods and two people. Well, it each pod holds four people, and it's two people per side, and it starts going, and it kind of feels like. Uh, I guess the the best way to explain the carts is it's kind of like Toy Story. Toy Story Midway Mania. Like, that's how the carts are set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, oh, it's a cute cute little ride. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. this is going to be cool. And and then we get strapped in and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it starts going. And then it starts speeding up. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And And then that's when everything just goes bat poop insane. It's like, like balls to the wall. It's crazy. Just, it's like <laughs> it was just ridiculous. I was like, it starts picking up really fast, and your cart is spinning, and there's these lights everywhere, They're flashing, and it's like flashing, and there's like there's drops, like you're doing drops backwards and in the dark, and you're spinning, <laughs> and everyone's screaming, and then you start going through like the Milky Way and everything, and then like this. The the woman comes on and tells you to like push these buttons on your console. Yes, to you have to push the buttons, and I'm like push the push buttons, guy. And he's like, ah! you know, he's like, like screaming yeah, to, his head yeah, off. To, yeah, to to push these buttons so you can um, like gather your energy <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, okay, so I'm pushing it like as fast as I can. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally gonna win this. I had no idea what I, why I was doing it. I'm just pushing it, and then once you get to the end, she like releases the energy to save <laughs> to save the sun or whatever holy cow it's really pretty 
it's pretty, but it's intense. There's it's like re- strobe lights, it's like strobe lights, and bright like, lights, <laughs> bright lights, strobe lights, every color of the rainbow, and like the, it was so loud too. And and also to top it off, you're spinning around and everything, <laughs> yes. so it's like it's like total sense, sensory overload. <laughs> like every like every part of your being is like just being attacked by everything that's going on I was, like it was just so intense i was like holy cow <laughs> i was not expecting that at all that was awesome it was really great but um if you have small children <laughs> yeah you might want to be a little you might yeah. not, you might want to you might want to i don't know talk to them about it first if they like throw light or throw rides maybe it's okay my son was so traumatized. I'm like, you can buy any toy you want, honey. And he's like, ma, ma, you know. And I've done that to him twice. I don't know why. I thought, I don't know. I remember the mummy ride also being much calmer. And that's also not a calm ride. So I traumatized him with that one, too. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine, sweetie. It's like Indiana Jones. It's not. There's like hell creatures flying around and burning skulls. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this. And he's like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my so, gosh. So yeah, for, for space fantasy, if you're prone to seizures, do not go on this ride. Don't do it. There's do warnings too. There's warnings ride. about seizures and stuff. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, yeah it, it, it says, if you're prone to seizures, do not ride this attraction. There's a good reason why. <laughs> It, yeah, that like to me that was probably one of my favorite attractions there. It's, Besides it's freaking the awesome, one. and it was so unexpected, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just this attraction that's just kind of there in like the Hollywood area or New York area, and it's just okay. I guess I guess we'll ride and see what's up. <laughs> Definitely ride that attraction. Do not skip that one because that one was awesome. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, speaking of awesome attractions, uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey was awesome. Um, it's exactly the same as the other ones. So but you guys have it in 3D. Uh, 3D, 4K, 4K, 3D, or whatever it's advertised as here. Yeah, I don't know about the California one. The Orlando one, at least when we went last time, did not have 3D. Mm, yeah, I don't think it is. Um. I was really leery on riding this one because when I rode the one in Orlando, I got so sick. Like, to the point I almost threw up. So I was, like, I was kind of scared that the same thing was going to happen on this one, but it didn't at all. Like, I was a little dizzy, but that was it. Would you, I wasn't on the verge of throwing up or anything. Would you say it's more tame than the Orlando one, or what, what do you, why do no, you No, think- it was pretty intense. Um, I actually, I, I went onto Twitter, and I told people i said so i wrote this in usj thinking i was gonna get super sick but i didn't get sick at all and it's essentially the same as the one in orlando and i wrote that and i like want to throw up i'm like i don't know what 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 happened there like what's the difference and someone made a really good point after they told me i'm like i thought about it and i thought you know what that makes total sense that the ac in the one here because it was it was 37 degrees that day uh-huh. they were pumping the ac like crazy in that attraction so oh, it was actually yeah. cold so with ac that kind of helps mellow out motion sickness really okay so, so 
it was really like it was pretty cold in there and, and even even during the attraction it was pretty cold so that would make sense why i didn't really get all that sick on it that makes sense okay cool so i got to enjoy it a lot more than i thought i would which is great did you try um, out like um the lawns that do like the special effects um we wanted to but the lines were really long and there, there, there was children everywhere and we're like eh, we don't want to do it we'll just watch yeah yeah it's maybe better in the off season yeah it, it was nice watching that though like uh the kids were having fun and they had i don't know how many like stations they had for that but they had quite a few i think there was at least four or five cool and it was it, it was really cool just watching the kids like doing you know, their magic stuff with the wands and things like that it was pretty cool i like that no my, um, my son I, freaking loves it but the yeah there were, i don't know the, so many kids doing i'm wondering that. about the ones here because i'm wondering if the wands if they've improved them because when they first introduced them they would um if you even touched it with like your finger there was like a chance that you could like mess up the sensor so you'd have to keep you'd have to bring it to the wand repair shop and they would fix it for you and they're like don't don't even touch it with your finger and i'm like okay you know you, you guys you got to think about those things when you make the product because if you're selling them to kids yeah of course the kids are going to be like you know who knows what they're doing with those wands you know so yeah i i, I bet you anything the japan ones they've I, i'm pretty sure they must have improved upon it by now oh yeah and i was just really have. curious about that Mm. I never took note of that, so I'm not too sure. Okay. And did it look um, easy for them to do the spells? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So nobody was having any problems or anything? No, it looked like kids were having no issues whatsoever with them. Awesome. It looked like, anyway. Um, we also had butterbeer, of course. You, you have, have to. You have to have butterbeer when you go. Like, it's, it'd be a sin if you didn't. Seriously. Absolute sin. Um... Wait, what kind did you have? Did you have the frozen or did you have like the regular? Or both? Both. <laughs> we did both, of course. You have to. We did both. Did you have like um, had... pumpkin juice? No, we didn't get to that. I think butterbeer is better anyway. Um, we we had dinner at the Three Broomsticks and I got the roast beef dinner. So which yummy. was delicious. It was so good. Getting roast beef in Japan is really hard and really expensive. Uh, this roast beef dinner was 3,400 yen. So about $34. But it was worth it was worth every yen. It was delicious. It had roast beef with gravy, roasted potatoes, vegetables, and Yorkshire pudding. Oh, that sounds so good. So dessert is even included. It was so good. Did it come with drinks too? Uh, I don't remember if the drink was included. I, I got a drink. I can't remember if it was included or not. I don't know. I was just so excited to have roast beef. I'm like, I'm just having roast beef. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what else I'm having. It was it was delicious. And the three broomsticks looks exactly the same as the other the other one in Orlando, from what I can remember. Which yeah, makes sense, right? And was like the menu pretty much like the same or like were there any like really big differences or, or what? Um, I honestly I don't remember. I I I went to uh, the one in Florida back in 2011. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a while ago. So I don't really remember specifics as to the menu. Uh, there was the the roast beef. They had the fish and chips. And that's all I remember. 
okay, I'm terrible cool. at this. Fair enough. No, no, it's been it a while. So, so good. It was so good. But the theming to Hogsmeade was spectacular. I loved it. Uh, what I really liked is the whole the whole build up to Hogsmeade. Uh huh. It was just it was so well done. Um, again, I don't remember too much about how Orlando does it because it was all a blur to me. Mm. But um, you have to walk through the forest to get to Hogsmeade. Oh, that's amazing. So, and it's like, a, I want to say a good two two or three minute walk. So it's not short. It, it's like, it's really hidden away in the park. So, so you get like completely immersed in Harry Potter which is so awesome. They have music playing and everything. So the, the music starts building up before before the uh, the uh, the uh, big reveal at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. You're you're walking, you hear music and you you can hear creatures rustling in the bushes and stuff. You hear like these like croaks and growls and stuff. And then you pass the the uh, vehicle that Harry and Ron crashed and that's sitting there and it has like the uh, lights are flickering and stuff and then once you finally get to the end and then and then you turn to the right and then there's Hogsmeade and the music is like really loud and it's just like it it completely immerse you in that world and I, I just thought that whole that whole build up was just so well done I have a question because like you mentioned the hmm. car do they yeah. have what other attractions do they have like besides like the the Hogwarts one? Uh they have the flight of the the hippo, hippogriff is that the name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, flight of the hippogriff. Uh, that's the only other attraction they have. Okay, there. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh uh we never did that one because it's it's more of a like a children's roller coaster. And it was a 90-minute wait, and we thought, well, it's not really worth waiting for that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else did we do? So besides all the Harry Potter stuff, um, I told you we rode Jurassic Park. We did Jaws. We didn't do the Flying Dinosaur, unfortunately, which kind of sucked, but whatever. Um, their big thing right now is Minions. Oh yeah, and so, like th- those guys are everywhere in the park, um, especially in the uh, in the uh, New York area. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of uh, minion themed food, which was awesome. Oh, cool! They had chocolate banana popcorn. That's a good so see choco banana. That's so summer. Oh, it it was really good. I really liked it, um, and their popcorn bucket was adorable. Oh, oh my goodness! What did it look like? Tokyo. Tokyo Disney should copy what they did with a different character. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's actually two popcorn buckets you get to choose from. Both of them are shaped like minions. One is just a plain minion. You know, he uh, it opens, you eat the popcorn, whatever. The other one is battery powered and his eyes move. Oh, my God. And he God. makes noises and he talks. Yes. How much is that? It was thirty four hundred yen. Oh my god, it's totally worth it. Uh, yeah, I saw a ton of people with them, and I thought, you know what? OLC needs to do something with that. They need to oh my do gosh. something with that. Yes. And you know what? You know what? I bet you they will. I bet you they'll come up with something. 
I hope so. I don't know what. I don't. I don't know what, but I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll do something because, you know, they like to like to compete. <laughs> Yeah, which is not a bad thing not a bad thing I hope they compete yeah like come on guys let's let's get moving speaking of competing hello the parade how was that <laughs> it was weird <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it it was weird I want to go just for the parade <laughs> I don't know if you should why it, it looks like it reminds me of the parades that they used to do here there's there's live music on each float. They actually do like the like the confetti and everything. There's the audience gets to join in like because a lot of our showrunners moved over there and they started designing shows mm-hmm. over there. So it, like the vibe really reminds me of like the stuff we used to get. So like in theory, that sounds really good. And I was really excited for that. I just, I just felt the execution was not that great. Really? But I think it was a I think it was a mixture of it was really hot so the performers were like uh the performers that were singing they weren't really that great. So I don't know if it was the heat because it it was ridiculously hot. Like I don't blame them at all. It was really hot. Like I could just see it. they were just buckets of sweat. Like they were drenched head to toe. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if they were just like uncomfortable or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were taking like constant breaks to like wipe themselves off, drink water and everything. So I could think that kind of it's didn't really, really help. physically demanding. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So because they're actually like it's it's actually like live singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the singers were live for the music. Um and they did uh, this thing with the bubbles, like they shot bubbles yeah. everywhere, like like actual, oh, it, like I don't want to say just like bubbles, but it was more like foam. Yeah, I guess, yes, is what they shot out, but which is cool, but I thought it was like so they did the bub, like the foam, but then they shot the confetti, and yes. that just made a mess of everything. That's okay because it's fun. It was just I didn't like it. Really, it just felt dirty afterwards. I don't know. I just didn't care for that. Oh. I really didn't. But at least they tried. Like, it was a good idea. Like, um, the floats were okay. I felt like the floats were kind of, I don't know. They're just weird. I, like, they, I, f- I felt like they didn't really mesh together well. Like, they're, they're all, like, by themselves, they're all okay. But, like, together, it's like, okay. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... It wasn't like it wasn't like it was terrible. It was just not fantastic, I guess. Oh. Yeah, like it was it was just a little weird, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting to be quite honest. Like I went into this with no expectations, uh-huh. so I wasn't like I I tried to go in with an open mind and not to be biased or anything like that. I just like we're just going to watch it. We're just going to see what happens. But I, I think it was just a combination of it being like it was really hot uh-huh. and all that stuff. I think it might have been better if the music wasn't sung live. I don't know. I, I like that point. That point for me, it just looks so fun. Yeah. I just think I, I, it, it might have been the weather, I'm thinking. Like it was just so hot that it was just so demanding on the singers. Yeah. That could be. So, cause maybe. It, it just didn't sound that great to me. Yeah, maybe the video we saw was from spring. Maybe. So maybe I don't know. spring or autumn or winter is a good time to go then? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah don't don't go during the summer geez don't make the mistake that i did <laughs> it's ridiculous don't go during but, Obon. <laughs> but having like having them do their show stop and all the like everyone runs out to the floats and dances and everything that was yeah. cool that was fun to watch i i miss those kind of things i think that's you know that's an anniversary to me is doing something different than what you would get every day yeah. And going above and beyond and just like, like make it a party atmosphere, you know? Mm hmm. I, I, I guess like another thing that I didn't particularly care for because they had so many, so many bubbles. Mm hmm. Um, it got on some of the costume characters. Uh-huh. So it made them look like they were soaking wet. Like Elmo. <laughs> like, like, you know, Elmo doesn't have short fur, I guess is what you want to call it. So he just looked like he was just like, really drenched Aww. which kind of looked you know it it didn't look that great okay okay in that sense yeah so i'm kind of like oh okay well maybe you should have toned down the bubbles a little bit or something i don't know Aww. but it was it was still cool to see though just to just to see how they do it and it's nice to see that they were trying to do something different for sure yeah so i can't blame them for trying did you see so. the nighttime parade no. No. I didn't know there was one. How There's an electrical that? parade. What? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't running. I don't know. I wonder. You know what's really interesting is I I didn't realize this, but um, the gate is so close to the parade route. You can actually see, like, at least my husband, because he... Um, like I said, the time that we went, uh, he was he was working, he was on business, and so my son and I went by ourselves, and he was meeting us at the gate, and you can see the parade uh, from the gate perfectly, he said. So if you want to see the parade for free, that's hmm. that's the tip of the week, maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wonder if you can see the daytime parade from the gate too. I'm not sure. Prob probably because the parade route is the same. Kind of go by it, yeah. Um. Did, does it go l- underneath l- the roof or no? The daytime parade. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. It the 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 floats are pretty high. Okay. Okay. Um, it looks like there is no nighttime parade that I can see. No way, huh? I wonder if it's like on hiatus or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it listed here, so I didn't miss it. So I guess that's good. Yeah. So we talked about getting there, Airbnb tickets, crowds, the wait times, uh, food. Well, besides the the, the three broomsticks. Oh, the, I, I didn't finish the minion stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. So we had the the choc- chocolate banana popcorn. We had a chocolate churro that had chocolate pudding. I want to say in the middle of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it was sprinkled with candied, like little candies that were bananas. Their food design is really cute. It was, yeah, it was really cute. I, I really like that. And then they also had um, a steamed bun that was in the shape of a minion, uh, a pork steamed bun. And that was really tasty. It, it, it wasn't anything special. It was just a, a pork steamed bun, but it was super cute. <laughs> it was in the shape of a minion. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then we had this uh, frozen beverage. It was mango and like the tropical fruits or something like that. I don't know. It it was yellow and blue. 
it's, <laughs> it's, it's colorful. <laughs> it was super good. And it came in this really cute minion, like minion plastic cup and everything. So I don't remember. Do they sell alcohol at the park there? I, I want to say they do, but I don't for the life of me. Yeah, I they cannot. do. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Any interesting mm-hmm. cocktails? Um, none that I paid attention to. It was so hot, I couldn't even think of drinking. It's true, right? You get dehydrated. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, there was some weird food that we did see. Uh, one was non pizza. Oh, that's interesting. So it was, it was non bread with pizza topping on it. Huh. I like that. Uh, we never got to try that because the line was too long. We're like, now forget it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> another one was quote unquote an American classic what was what was the American classic <laughs> it was coca-cola marinated chicken thighs that actually we do make Is, do you yeah you, you guys are crazy we, yeah or with like Pepsi <laughs> with either Pepsi or coca-cola yeah we do that really okay I thought I thought maybe Japan just went off the rails no okay. no Never no it, it's real it's I'm actually surprised that they that they know about it it's kind of because it's kind of interesting right so you guys don't make it. No, I, that's weird. I think even in the States, it might be a Southern thing. Oh, I have no idea. Like Coca-Cola, so like marinated out- ribs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So if there's anyone <laughs> out there from the Southern United States, let us know. Do you guys do that? Do you guys do that down there? We do. We know. I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but that's so that's so weird that they know about it. It's like they found out our secrets. That and mm. chicken and waffles, what's next? No idea. I don't know. Did you eat it? You liked it? No, no, I, n- I never got it. I didn't I didn't feel like eating it. I mean, it. you don't you it doesn't taste like cola. That's just well, what they used to I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't. It it tastes like it tastes good. It doesn't taste like like weird or anything. Mm. So let me see. So I think I think we covered every pretty much everything. Um, in terms of merchandise, there was just so much merchandise; it was ridiculous. But I I definitely saw a correlation between what the type of stuff they sell at Tokyo Disneyland and compared to USJ. So there's a lot of like stuff that's kind of the same, like stationary, like pens, pencils, notepads. Um, hats, like, you know, the hats with the characters on them, um, pattern t-shirts. So the, there's a lot of t-shirts with like different like Sesame Street patterns on them or minion pattern stuff. Um, fans, pretty much, pretty much everything that you can find at Tokyo Disney Resort, they have the equivalent at Universal Studios Japan. How did you find like the quality of the merchandise? Because we went. Like, to be honest, it was it was years ago. It was like um, my son was in kindergarten, I want to say. So we bought a few things and I found like the quality, like like maybe easy to break. Kind of like not not so high quality for the goods, but the price, the price is also not so bad. So I don't know if they've improved that or not. Like, did you find the quality good or did you find it lacking? Like, how did you find the quality of the merchandise? Um, Like for the clothing, it kind of kind of felt the same as Tokyo Disney so it was pretty good quality okay like the t-shirts were fine uh the the ears and hats that you wear they f- felt pretty much the same okay so maybe they've improved that that's fantastic to hear 
Mm-hmm. What did you buy? <laughs> I didn't buy anything, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just... You got to save for Halloween and Christmas at TDR, to be honest. Yeah. I was, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, I, I felt a lot of the 15th anniversary merchandise was a little too much. In ter- like, I don't know, it was just really, like, out there in terms of, like, patterns and colors and stuff. It's just like, this looks like something a 14-year-old girl would wear. Yes, like, that's so like, true. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I want to say, I, I really agree with you there. Like, that's kind of like, the, like, it looks, that's who it looks like they're marketing to, right? I want to mm-hmm. say, like, the TDR merchandise, in a lot of ways, it's a it's a broader appeal. And I want to say the quality is, at least from last time when I went, is is much higher, I would say. Mm-hmm. Even if the price is slightly higher, you get better quality for what you pay for, I want to say. But I haven't been recently, so I can't speak to the recent merchandise. I don't know how it how it's different now. But when I went at the time, that's how I felt. Oh, um, I didn't mention the other place we ate. We ate at Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. Uh, for lunch. The food was okay. What do they serve there the s- in the in the Japan Burgers park? and fries. Okay, so same as Burgers yes. and fries. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a cluster. Uh-oh. Is what it was. It was just... It was frustrating. It was so frustrating. And the only reason why it was frustrating because compared to the three broomsticks, uh, at the three broomsticks, when you order your food, you have to order your food first before you sit. So you're kind of like put through this different queue. You order and then someone seats you. So they'll find you a table and they'll seat you. Yes. Super easy. Super nice. No stress whatsoever. Mel's Diner, completely different story. It's essentially a free-for-all. And it was Uh. ridiculous ridiculously frustrating because it was so busy yeah um what we ended up doing was my friend ordered the food and i basically just picked a table where where i thought people were going to be leaving soon i just stood there and waited oh my god (laughs) because there was no tables and it was kind of like half the people were were eating you know like you're supposed to other people would put their stuff down there and then go order. So there's this table sitting there for like 20 minutes with just people's stuff on it while the people go and order. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that is so infuriating. Like, I, I want to eat, but I can't because you put your stuff there and you're in line ordering food. Yeah. And by the time that you get here, I could have sat down and ate and been gone. Ah. So I was really frustrated with that. I really wish they had a system where... You had to order first before you sat down. Yeah. But they had nothing whatsoever. So it was kind of like it was every man for themselves. So I picked a table and I just stood there. And I kind of gave a couple people like a dirty eye because I saw they were going to try and get it. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. I was here. You find another <laughs> table. Because I saw you walk up here from outside. I've been here for 15 minutes. I'm going to. This is my table. So <laughs> go away. Go, Chris. Well, by that point, I was hangry (laughs) (laughs) so no one was taking this table from me oh my god okay so avoid mel's go to harry potter land yeah 
Um, as for the other restaurants, I can't speak to them because we never we never went in there. No, I, I think since we found that to be the case too. Like, um, and we also went in the summer actually when we went, and it, it was. I find um, there's not a lot of. Did you find that there was a, a lot of shade? Because I did not find a lot of shade in the park. And then yeah, the dining when we went also was a little it was a little crazy during the peak no, times. Not a lot of shade. No, there was a lot of people. A lot of people were sitting up against the buildings, yes. depending on the time of day. Yeah, because the the sun would shade. So that's what a lot of people were doing. I noticed that too when we went. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh. One thing that TDR doesn't have, and USJ does, they have little uh, charging stations for your phone. Shut up! What? That's brilliant. Yeah, so uh, by some of the washrooms, I'm not too sure. It's it, it's not it's not for every washroom, just the ones in the Hollywood area had them. Um, you pay 300 yen, you can charge your phone there for 30 minutes. Because I am not the brightest person in the world, I forgot my cable back at our airbnb so i had my battery but i didn't have a cable so i had to rely on that thing three times to charge my phone throughout the day but that's great that it's there you know yeah i'm happy that they had it i wasn't happy that i had to pay for it but what are you gonna do so that is a good to know in case you don't have a, a charger and there was there was different connectors like there's the ones like the the lightning cable for iphones uh, they also had the the older ones for the older phones, like for um, like iPhone four. Mm-hmm. They still had those for whatever reason. Wow. And then they have uh, they also have the uh, connector for Android phones. Oh, cool! As well, so and instructions are all in English. There's English on there, so you can it's it's super easy to figure out. Oh, that's fantastic! Especially for tourists, like if you're traveling, like you have your phone, you have your portable Wi-Fi, and I don't know how many times I've been out with a portable Wi-Fi when we're in the States and it runs out of battery and we're like, no, you know, and if you forget, like you said, yeah. like if you forget your wire or something, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It sucks. It could definitely suck. Um, and speaking of English, English is, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I found the English much better in USJ than Tokyo Disney Resort. Oh, that's I found the cat, the, the cast members there spoke much better English. I don't know why. They just did. Like, um, this girl that we got butterbeer from, mm-hmm. like, Japanese, Japanese girl, she spoke fluent English. Like, I thought she was North American, just the way she was talking. That's really but, cool. Like, she, she, she was a Japanese girl, Japanese name and everything. So I was like, whoa, okay, that's cool. Um, and when we went to the different attractions and stuff, a lot of cast members spoke to us in English. And it was really good English too. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, is there something in Osaka? Like, is there something? Like, is English just better in Osaka in general, or is USJ doing something in particular where they're hiring people with a specific language ability? I, think, I have no idea. I think you're right. I think it's the hiring at USJ. They maybe have an easier time hiring. I know over here the hiring is they're having. A, you, you you've seen how many advertisements you see advertisements on TV on the train a lot more than you used to because they're having Mm -hmm. a lot of trouble um, hiring people at the resort right now. So it could be that. Super interesting. It could be that, yeah. And they're getting a lot of Chinese tourists right now and a lot of the Chinese tourists also speak English. So it could be that they're hiring people specifically for that. Yeah, so I I found that really interesting. Just the whole... Yeah. 
So if you if you're worried about language, don't worry, you're good. Oh, that's really. And, and what about like the guide maps and stuff? Is that also like pretty bilingual or? You know what? I grabbed the Japanese park map and I didn't even think about buy- picking up an English one. <laughs> no, man, that's cool. That's what I would have done too because usually they, they put a little bit more effort into the Japanese one, like the photos and everything. Yeah, the the Japanese map was really detailed. Like yeah. it was, I don't even know how many pages. Like It was the booklet. That's, what our, is what, it that's was. what our maps used to be. It used to be like little books. Oh, wow. I have in my closet somewhere. I because I, I kept them because they were really they, they and there was like pages and pages and like the map. The map was combined with the Today Guide basically. Oh, and it okay. would have all the special. They're, they're kind of separate now. Merch and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, the, this had everything: like food, merchandise, show times. Everything was in there, so it was really nice. Um, but yeah, it was in Japanese, and since my friend and I, we we can read and speak Japanese. That's what. We we just kind of naturally grab it and not think of anything else. Um, I'm I'm sure they have English. I you know I never thought to check. No, they have. I'm <laughs> sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not the brightest person in the world. Sometimes. No. Hello. You 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 went. You had a, you had a lot to do that day because it's a crowded day and you needed to go. You know, so totally understandable. Yeah, I I, I gaffed on a couple of things, but overall, Universal Studios Japan. It's not as good as TDR, but, you know, everyone kind of expects that in a sense. But there's some things that Universal Studios Japan does better than TDR. English is one of those things. Um, but overall, I had a great time. I'm definitely going to go again. Um, we're actually thinking about going for Halloween because I want to check out some of the Halloween stuff. Did you end up getting the annual pass or no? No, and I should have because it was only going to be an extra like $150 to upgrade to mm-hmm. an annual pass. Again, I wasn't thinking, but... Can you upgrade it later? Um, you have to do it the day of uh, okay. for your park ticket. But uh, Universal Studios Japan is getting Death Eaters. I saw that. Yeah, that looks so cool. That's going to be so awesome. So I, I, I want to go check that out. And there's... Like for the Halloween stuff, they're going to have... Uh, there's a Nightmare on Elm Street maze. Oh and there's God. something to do with child's play. And there's some attraction called Trauma 2, where you have to actually sign a waiver before you can go in. What? I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and and they don't allow anyone under 15 to go into it. Ooh. So it sounds like it's pretty intense. I freaking love I love Halloween. I wanna go. Oh my god, Chris, let's go. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Um as for like how long to spend there, like I would say a day's good enough. Two you think so? if you if you're two, like right? in the, like if you have time, do two, but if you just have one like one day, one day's fine. Yeah. Really. Because uh, we kind of found if we weren't waiting in line, we didn't really have much else to do. So, it was just a lot of walking is what we ended up doing. And some of the, like, their outdoor shows, I I wasn't really interested in that. Okay. So, one day, two at the most, I would say. And then spend the rest of your time enjoying Osaka, because Osaka is a beautiful city. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. Tons to eat. Tons to eat. So much to eat. Shopping. The people are very lively. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lo- it's a lovely city. Definitely have to go check that out. Okay, so I think I think we talked enough about Universal Studios Japan. 
What do we got for a park tip? Okay, for a park tip, you know, we always talk about, we're always telling people, oh, get the Japanese uh, Today Guide or the Japanese map at USJ. And, you know, people are like, oh, we can't read Japanese. What do we do? So um, if you have your smartphone with you, there's this really fantastic app called Yomiwa. It's Y-O-M-I-W-A. It's a Yomiwa app. And you turn it on and you put it over the Japanese characters and it will take the, the characters and it'll translate it for you. So, which is so useful. Um, whether, um, let's say you, um, you're looking for like, you're like, oh, what is this? I keep seeing this over and over again. Like when we went to Okinawa, like there was some menus that were like all in kanji, which is like Japanese, Chinese characters. And um, like I can read some of them, but I can't read everything. Like I can read if something is like chicken or steak or pork, I can read that kanji, but I can't read the other like the more detailed description so i would use the yomiwa app i would scan over it and even though i maybe might not know the entire uh thing i could get an understanding of what was on the menu which is really useful um or if you have like allergies that it could be useful for that or you have dietary restrictions if you need to know um how much sugar or fat or something is in something or protein you can use the app to find the kanji for that um, if you, uh, for anything, for anything. So it's like, just, it's great all around. That is a good park tip. I like that. Yeah. Chris, do we have any questions this week? Yes, we do. We have one from Alice. Alice. That's such and, a pretty name. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> and they ask, our hotel in Tokyo told us that Disney will not allow to purchase tickets online using credit cards from outside Japan. Can you confirm if this is correct? Oh, I don't know. Um, I have purchased tickets online with a non-Japanese credit card with no issue, but I have heard other people had like tons of issues and they had to phone their credit card companies and in the end they could just not get it to work. So... I think it just it depends on your credit card. It really does. Like it depends on your bank and everything. So Which credit card did you use? I used a MasterCard from Canada okay. and I had no issues whatsoever. But I know people from the US have had issues with um I think like Amex, I want to say. Yeah, isn't there a lot going on with American Express now like that you can't use it here for a lot of things or something like that? Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not. I don't have an Amex card, so I'm not too sure. I want to say Visa should be okay. Visa, yeah, or like you said, um, Mastercard should be okay. Ahead of time, just phone your bank and let them know that you're doing that. Because I know sometimes banks will block the transaction if they notice it's a, a weird one. Yeah. So you know, you're you're purchasing something from overseas, so um, it may just automatically flag your card and like lock it or just prevent the transaction from going through. And, you know, there's there's no harm in trying. I mean, you're doing something ahead of time. So if it doesn't work, you can have a backup plan. And, you know, when you get to the, uh, the place, you can buy it at Disney Store or something like that. So, I mean, there's no harm in trying. So see if it works or, yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and you can buy them in English on, on the official website. So there's no issue there with language. Um. And and if you're staying at an official Disney hotel, you can just include the tickets when you make your booking as well. Yeah, that's true. So 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 if it goes through on there, like 
there's no issues whatsoever. So, um, long story short, it depends on your card. I, I'm sorry that I don't have like a straight answer. It's just, there's not really a, really a solid answer to that, but give it a go and you should be okay. You know, we had problems booking, um, the vacation package from overseas Mm. that we had a lot of problems with. So we, we just booked it from, with our, from, from us like because my mom had tried to book it and first of all it's all in Japanese and second of all that she had a lot of issues with the card if for whatever reason it was not taking a, a credit card with an American address so it might be something like that too sometimes but I think I would say give it a try because they might have old information too because the website was updated fairly recently like to be in English and everything so yeah yeah just try Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You should be fine. If you have any questions you want us to answer on the podcast, it it could be about Tokyo Disney or even about Japan or even USJ now because I'm an expert in USJ. (laughs) 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 So send your questions to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And we do read all your questions. Um, Sometimes we don't reply just because we do get a lot of questions, but do know that we do read everything and we put everything into a queue so we will hopefully get to your question at some point okay so uh before we go some of you may remember it was episode 41 i believe we were uh patricia you were talking about the um quote-unquote italian that was on the gelatoni tote bag yeah (laughs) (laughs) i found out i was reading he totally wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> completely wrong <laughs> it's a tell, tell us a like canadian like a yeah like a <laughs> you know? oh okay yeah totally wrong there's an h in there and you don't say the h apparently so oh and well, i should have like hello and like like you know you've heard like it's okay this is like totally stereotypical like hey you know like something like that yeah Okay, so it makes sense. It makes sense now. Gelatin is going, hey, you know, not he, which I like a lot, though. I like, I wish it was a he. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and we had a listener write to us, um, Giorgio. I love that name. <laughs> it's very sexy. Um, he wrote, uh, in episode uh, 41, you were wondering about the word a on the gelatoni tote bag. Actually, it's not an Italian sound for laughing, but simply a com. He writes confidential, maybe confident way to call the attention of someone else, uh, such as, hey, people, it's me, Gelatoni. Uh, instead, the phrase, se llama Gelatoni e un amico di Duffy vive in un porto del Mediterraneo. I don't know how to read the last part. Gli piace molto designare. Could be translated in English as follows. He's called Gelatoni. He's a friend of Duffy. He lives in a Mediterranean port. He really likes to draw. So, Giorgio, thank you so much for that translation. It has cleared up so much. And um, and it's really good to know what the bag says. So we really appreciate it. Um, and it's so cool. We have friends from all over the world listening. And it's really cool when, when you can share your culture and your language with us. Um, so thank you for uh, sending the correction and the clarification. Um, we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. <laughs> As usual, thank you so much for listening. It's so much fun 
reading everyone's comments, reading your questions and everything, and just hearing your comments in general on Twitter. Uh, people really loved the whole drinking guy that we did last time, or last episode. That was a lot of fun. Chris, Twitter, what? we totally forgot. Okay, you took this video. What, what, you what? took this video of, speaking of Gelatoni and, and friends around oh. the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you okay, tell us what you videotaped cuz this is amazing. Oh my. Imagine a world <laughs> where robots took over Tokyo Disney Sea. What would those robots look like? Duffy. Those robots would look like oh Duffy. My God. And they would have glow sticks. He was raving. <laughs> and So there was a guest at Disney Sea. He had a robot i'm not too sure what 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 kind of robot it was exactly but he basically skinned a duffy (laughs) and put 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 it over this robot and this robot was dancing in the middle of the of the mediterranean harbor oh my god and the duffy had like glow sticks or something on his hands and he was just like dancing it was so weird but so awesome at the same time that's amazing Oh, Duffy fans, we're crazy. We really I'm, are. I'm like picturing a world overrun with like, like Duffy androids just taking over. Like Duffy uses them as, as his army. You know, it's like the Terminator, but Disney style. And they have like little laser uh, eyes that's... and, you know, they dance and they, they stun you with their cuteness and that's how they take over. <laughs> Well, let's hope it never comes to that. It's begun, Chris. It's begun. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on Google Play Music because we're on there now. Make sure you send your questions to us and suggestions for the show. Contact at TDRExplorer.com and let us know what you thought of the whole Universal Studios Japan bit. Should we start doing more stuff like that? Let us know. Uh, make sure you tell everyone about our podcast. Let them know that there's this awesome English podcast coming right out of Japan about Tokyo Disney. You can find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Chris, the one going over to Osaka and not standing in five-hour lines but also eating all the delicious and cute minion food. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Burnin Lover or my official Twitter, you know, whatever. And as always, my beautiful co-host, Patricia. Hey, I'm Trish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dream Sweets Love. You can see Disney pictures. You can see pictures of homemade Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and other fun stuff I don't know maybe to someone it's fun so check that out if you have time we love hearing from you we love interacting with you so comment send us messages send us your funny stories and pictures and we will see you next week until then keep exploring and see you for episode 50 (gasps) it's so exciting (laughs) yay Yay. okay (laughs) good night bye